Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Second Takes Review of The Hateful Eight, starring Samuel Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Lee, Walton Goggins, Damian Bershier, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern, James Parks, Dana Goria, and Zoe Bell. Got room for one more. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. They call him the hangman. When the handbill says dead or alive, the rest of us just shoot you in the back and up on top of perch somewhere and bring you in dead over a saddle. But when John Roof the hangman catches you, you hang. Get in, boys! This here is Daisy Domergoo. She's wanted dead or alive for murder. When that sun comes out, I'm taking this woman to hang. Anybody here committed to stopping me from doing that? Well, well, well. Looks like Minnie's haberdashery is about to get cozy for the next few days. Yes, it does. One of them fellas is not what he says he is. Move a little strange, you're gonna get a bullet. Not a warning, not a question. A bullet. Now we're talking. And now, your hosts. Oh, you believe in Jesus now, huh, bitch? Good, because you're about to meet him, and I'm Sebastian. You'd be surprised what a man that cold would do for a blanket. I'm Andy Schossler. No one said this job was supposed to be easy. And I'm Alex. You only need to hang mean bastards, but mean bastards you need to hang. And welcome to our review of <laughs> The Hateful Eight starring Zane C. Weber. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you thought you thought I had I, I cut over him, but I didn't. That was all properly. Oh yes, totally planned. <laughs> totally planned. Totally legitimate. Was, <laughs> I hear a pause and I'm like Plug the pause. No dead air. I don't want to edit this. No Never. one wants to edit this. <laughs> Never. This is a Tarantino film, but what? it's the least Tarantino film I've ever seen. Ha! Yeah. Yes. And I, and, and I don't mean, uh, you know, because it's not rich in story or anything. Like, it just does not feel 
like his other films in any in any way. It's definitely like more mainstream. It's yeah. much more paced. There's not a lot of blood and gore. There's not a lot of uh, like uh, um, contemporary music no. or homage to other film styles. It is one no. thing the whole this way through. could be a play. Mm. And I think in some ways it could be a better play than it is a movie, even though it's a pretty good movie. Mm. What are we doing right now? What Wait, are we doing right we're going now? I had a question. Have- Who's seen this before? No, this was the first time for me. My first time too, Alex? First time. So I'm guessing just Zane then. You- you're all ingrates. For the no, for the first for the first uh, chapter of this, I regretted not going to the cinema to yeah. to see it. But after that, I kind of thought, oh no, this is this is okay. I'm I'm glad I'm watching this without distraction. Yeah. But we saw Django Unchained in the cinemas, and when this was coming out, I really wanted to go. It was just a kind of case of we just timing didn't work out. But yeah. we were actively trying to get to see this movie. Like it wouldn't just for me. It was never a case of like, oh, I can wait till later. Like it it was you know, it wanted to be. I wanted to do it. But in saying that, yeah, I also don't think it was a huge loss having seen the film, having watched it on a TV screen rather than on a big screen. But I'm glad I I watched it. I had a very big misconception about this film for a long time until watching it yesterday. What did you Um, think? (laughs) I had listened to uh, a friend or a review on something. No, no, sorry, I should clarify. We are the only known film review podcast. (laughs) It must have been a friend. It must have been a friend. It must have been a friend or... Um, and they said, I don't think they really got the film, but um, they said it's just a bunch of guys in a cabin with one girl and they keep beating her up. Sort I mean, of. Like, he's, I mean, yeah. And one guy beats her up. Just maybe Sam Jackson hits her as well for a bit, but I think mainly it's Only just because Kurt she Russell. transgressed him. Yeah, I think it's mainly just it, Kurt Russell. And even that, that wasn't in the cabin, that was in a. And he doesn't beat up on her. He's just, you know, yeah. silencing his prisoner. Yeah. It just, well. But yes, that so I was like, well, I don't want to go watch a sexist movie that's only going to beat up on the women. Let's give this one a pass until yesterday when I actually looked at a trailer and then watched it. Yeah. Do <laughs> they beat up on the guys a lot more? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we move into our first segment? Is there anything that struck you having like, come into this film like from the outside then? No, I think I'll capture it all in good and bad. Yes. And the other parts. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Trivia. Financially, very successful film. Budget budget of 50-ish million dollars. Mm. And gross box office was 155. This was one of Tarantino's most uh, amped up films. Like mm. everyone knew this was coming. He'd been writing it for decades. Uh, and everyone's like, what is it going to be? Yeah. All star cast. Yeah. So it's, I'm not surprised it did very well at the box office. Well, speaking of the writing, after uh, a copy of the script was leaked online, Tarantino didn't, didn't want to make it. Yep. Uh, but somebody organized a, a table read and he had a, a very intimate discussion with um, Samuel L who convinced him to go ahead with it. I'm glad he did yeah, because it's a absolutely. bloody unchanged tight script. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, mostly unchanged. Um, speaking of Samuel, so this is, they've worked together a lot. Um, so six times, this is the sixth time that they've worked together. Out of eight films apparently. Yeah, by this, this point. is the first time that Samuel L. Jackson major movie star has received top billing. 
Who got top billing in Pulp Fiction? Uh, John Travolta, of course. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sa- but of course. But Sam Jackson's and in more of that movie because Travolta dies. Travolta three- was a bigger star. At the time. At the t- yeah, I thought the that movie was the one that made him the biggest star. Or was that was the resurgence it, for him, was it? It brought him back. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, but, but he was still yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> they, I want to say they're both old looking films. I wouldn't know which one came out first. Um, like, if you saw John Travolta in Greece and then John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, one of them is markedly younger than the other. <laughs> um, he's younger in the heart of every child, in the twinkle in their eye. There's, right? there's 60, 18 years between them. Yeah. How do you guys just know these things? How do you not know these things? You're a film reviewer. Yeah. How do you not have I'm, the title of the film math, and so. the year of release locked the, together in your mind? I've got the title of the film written down. The Confederate should, soldier in this. The older one. Right, yeah. The older one. I only know him as the villain and wanker in everything that he's that he's been in, but especially as Admiral Graham from Down Periscope. Yep, good. Which came out in 1996. Down Periscope starring Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Good film. I like yes. that one. I was pushing for it last year to get um, put on the schedule, but we had no time for it. Well, then make time, sir. No, I can't. I can just watch it by myself. Zane always reminds me of we'll this. I don't need to just watch a film for the show, but I always only do. Um, no, your date, Seb. I'm surprised. Can we talk about Walton Goggins? Yes. He's in this movie and I like him. He's a good actor. Who's that? He was the other Confederate soldier, the one that the was. Fr- oh yeah, the played um the mate, the one that one of the last two alive. Yes. Yeah, he was the sheriff. I think <laughs> is a better way of Did describing he? him. Yes. Well, I that's like never that's him. never clarified whether he actually was the sheriff or not. I trust him because he's too stupid to lie in this film. He's not stupid though. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Trivia. it. Um, I got my the porn parody name. Sure, it's uh, it's not real. Any guesses? Any final guesses? I've been telling you guys not to guess all day because I don't want you to ruin it for yourselves. The but. hateful eight dicks. The hateful gape. The, the grateful snatch. It is the hate for late. The word for oh, late. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Why not the for late for late? Because it's that, this is this is literally the exact same thing. The hate. For late. It's, or the late for late. Well, guys, it's the hate for late. <laughs> okay, that's just what I wrote down. So, uh, is that something you want to see? No. Do you read that title and go, yes. I want to see, see someone give a hateful blowjob. I would, I would be interested to find out what a hateful blowjob is. Like, because it kind like of seems like, like, like giving the blowjob means you don't really hate the person in the, in the first place. Well, we saw this movie, which tells us an exact, the, exactly that contradicts is. what you're saying. All right, that's fair and enough. That's what I would call a, hey, a severe blowjob. This movie has no, but, the hateful eight in it. <laughs> But it's not, no, 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 because the guy giving the blowjob. He hates the guy. He's not doing it hatefully. He's doing it out of desperation. But he does, in fact, hate the guy. It's it's true that Sam L. Jackson hates the guy giving him a blowjob. It's also true. So just switching so, the emotion around. Yep. Guys, I'm I think what we're saying is it's the here. perfect title and I've never been better than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there are three references to Django Unchained in this movie. Did anyone oh. pick up them? Um, there was uh, Joe Gage had a line, didn't he? Oh, no, that was to um, something else. Didn't he? he says, uh, he says uh, a bastard's work is never done, which is Inglorious Bastards. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the where Major Warren, the saddle that he's on, that is Django's saddle. Oh. Wait, which one was on? Sorry? Major Warren, Samuel Jackson. Samuel. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Uh, then Django's jacket is 
on the floor in Minnie's haberdashery. Oh, okay. The blue jacket? Gee, you've got to have a green keen eye one. for that, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Goggins is called a hillbilly in both films. Oh. Walter Goggins. So. Oh, Walton Goggins. Now, does this, I mean, this obviously stays true to the idea that Tarantino films all take place in the same universe. Yes. In the I, same, I so, in the same yeah. timeline. With yeah, the, the tobacco as well. Yeah, is it Red Apple? No, what is it? Yeah, yeah it's Red Apple. Yeah. Red yeah. Apple? Yeah. They've used that in, even in, up to Pulp Fiction. That's like a proper cigarette company by that point, not just like tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm, um, you got this, man, I believe in you. Yeah, the the guitar. That, um, oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very fun bit of trivia. <laughs> um, um, what? A heartbreaking the, piece of trivia. Very, because every time you watch this movie after learning this piece of trivia, you're just watching the guitar. Yeah. And then you cringe. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was in a museum and it was lent out. Uh, it was oh, worth $40,000. That's this movie, is it? I've heard and this before. I didn't realize it was this movie. It was miscommunication and Kurt Russell was meant to, they were meant to like, take a break and they were meant to swap out the guitar, but he missed that or there was miscommunication somewhere. He, yeah, and he just ran with it. He yeah. just ran with it and he fucked up a $40,000. It's only $40,000. I mean, but for a guitar that you can buy, like you can buy a guitar for $60. Yeah. Like brand and, new. And it's also but not just that it's worth $40,000. It's because it's, it was worthy of being in a museum for yeah. whatever reason. And, and <laughs> has been around for a while. I'm sure somebody else has a guitar somewhere they can have. But, Kurt uh, Russell destroying a guitar feels like, for me, wouldn't that increase the value of a guitar? Because Kurt Russell Of all the pieces. Oh, my God. Oh. That'd fetch mm. a higher oh, price yeah. than- $40,000 a piece. <laughs> well, I mean, like comparatively, like, okay, let's say this is the last guitar that Elvis ever played. It's not, but let's just say it is, and it's worth $100,000. But also, Michael Jackson took a shit on it. Someone's yeah. going to pay more now for that because it's now yeah, touched two icons in yeah, history. Maybe. Because people are idiots. Well, also, because it's now gone through two famous people's hands and butts true. in this case. But, Very you know. true. Um, but, like, the point of this is um, whatever the chick's name was, Daisy, Daly, what is it? Demigu? No. Yeah. Anyway, Demi- yeah. her reaction to Kurt doing that was real. Yeah, she knew. Because <laughs> she, she knew. She what knew she was, what that she was it was meant to be a swap out that he was going to break. But yeah, so there you go. Fun fucked up guitar <laughs> trivia. So talking about Quentin Tarantino, you have to talk about his trademarks. Uh, how many people do you? How many movies do you think people have been shot in the testicles? Three. One of them. Seen- Six. Uh, I I I think I remember it having from Django. I think I remember that there. Does someone get Pulp Fiction? Yeah, because he's when he's the 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 gym scene. Yeah, Zeke. Yeah, Yeah. so that's two. So Um, as of Hateful Eight, it's four. Right. Am I right with Jay? Am I right with Jay on Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Third in a row though, wasn't it? Yes, this is the third movie in the row released. So Inglorious Bastards by Numbers. Inglorious Django Django and uh, Hateful Eight. That's a hell of a trademark to have. Look. Very weird. Yep. <laughs> um, he had like, I mean, this time it was a New Zealander, but he throws like, I thought it was an Aussie accent myself until she said she was from Auckland. New but Zealand. He, yeah. I know. It's I the same it chick from that other movie with the, the death car. This death kind of, yes. Yeah. Death proof car. But once yeah. again, I heard, we said in that <laughs> review as well, I thought until she's like, oh, I'm a key. I'm like, oh, I thought that was this, just a real no, Aussie accent. This kind of threw me. 1870. Would there have been that accent no. in New Zealand in, no, in, in Auckland? Not. I wouldn't have thought well, so. In Django, same, same with in Django, the yeah. Australian accent as that would not have existed because yeah. they had the, the gold miners, wasn't it? it would yeah. have been yeah. British or Irish, mm. yeah. most likely Irish. 
Yeah. Do you have alternative casting? I'm only curious if the gentleman that played the hangman, well, until he was revealed to be, you know, who he actually was, was he going to be Christoph Waltz? Because I thought that role was, it felt like it was written for him, but he, they couldn't reuse him again. No, it was always intended for Tim Roth. Okay. Uh, same oh, with- Oh, shit, yeah, Tim Roth and him go back though, yeah. Yeah, same with Major Warren, John Ruth, and Oswaldo, uh, Oswaldo and John Gage. They were all, they were written with those people in mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, um, the cast- successfully performed a rain dance. Well, where, it was a snow dance. It was a yeah, snow yeah. dance. <laughs> they, were, they were shooting and they had unseasonably excellent weather. Nice and sunny, not a, not a shred of, not a flake of snow to be, to be found anywhere. They got together because filming was interrupted. Yeah. I'm sure as a joke, <laughs> did, did, a, did a rain dance to bring on the snow. And a few days later, coincidentally, huge blizzard that... Well, it was part Blanketed. of like a, a local tradition that they kind of yeah, yeah, participated yeah. in. Um, yeah, to but whether any of them it. genuinely yeah, thought it yeah. would help or it was just a, a bit of a laugh too. And also, so Tarantino, whenever he is starting a new movie with a new cast, he gives them a list of films to go watch references for characters or for tone or for like things like that. Oh, he does that for everybody? For everyone. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is one of his things that he does to help an actor find out. The only movie he gave anyone was The Thing. This is The right. Thing was the thing that inspired this movie. Tarantino wanted to recreate the, what he was feeling in the cinema when okay. he watched The Thing for the first time. Did he get Kurt Russell to watch it? That is I, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine he tried and Kurt Russell probably said, yeah, all right, and then did. <laughs> That's how I imagine that interaction going in my head. Kurt Russell on the thing. He's the main character. Okay. Yes, he's in the thing. Uh, the don't you talk, two don't, are on a film no, review podcast. I've been doing ever, this for a long time. And I 1982, by the way. We movies. reviewed it. It's one of my favorite movies and Alex did not recommend it because he hated it. It was awesome. It's a really good film. Yeah, I know. Have we done yeah. the thing? Yeah, and you hated it because you like bad movies. <laughs> it's like famously one of like cinema's best films, and you're like, yeah, I didn't like it. The I thought thing. the effects were terrible. Which, are, oh wait, the effects famously incredible. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, the thing. I don't remember the thing. It's the alien that you, it looks like other people, takes them over. It does the thing where it splits off and like the man's head turns into like a crown. And they're on an Arctic base and for some reason they all oh, have flamethrowers. Oh, yeah, that terrible movie. Yep. Shall we for shame, continue I remember on. now. <laughs> One last bit of trivia from me. Tarantino really wanted this, really wanted this uh, film shown uh, in film, not, a, not in a digital copy. Oh, boo. Insisted on it. Um, and so successful was his petition that 50 theatres across the states were retrofitted with um, with film projectors oh. uh, in order to release it five days before the digital copy. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. There Tarantino has some pull. Taking Good money out of the poor mm. local filmmakers, uh, film producers, uh, cinema owners' hands. No, nah. look, found it. They, found it. they must have done a cost-benefit analysis. Like if they- You think they know what those words mean? <laughs> yes. I should hope so. If, if, if they run a business- All right, let's go to movie babies. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, baby. All right, if you've never listened to this show before, good episode to join us on because I have a big headache. Um, This is the part where we grab a couple of things from a couple of different places, throw them together and give you something that makes the tone of that film, which is a very bad way of describing this. Someone else have a crack at it. Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's super vague. How would you describe movie babies? (laughs) 
<laughs> I would describe it as movie smoothie. Okay. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> so what but no, it's 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 mashing together the things that that give the tone or, or whatever okay. to make this thing. It's a movie mash. A, a movie mash. We're not changing it sense. a third time or even a first time. It's movie babies. <laughs> so it's almost like a movie stew. What what ingredients would you use to make this film based on other films? Okay, sage, stew, very appropriate for this film. Sage, yeah. thyme, and basil. Yeah. I'm a bit of a purist in this sense, and I take the whole of another film and mix it with the whole of another film. Like me. Yep. And I also make sure that those films came before this one. Oh, well, I don't. Always, oh, because no. you can't have ch- uh, parents that are old, that are younger than, than children. I mean, but like, doesn't make you sense. can watch movies that came out sooner than movies that came out That's a long time ago. That's not the way time works, Alex. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> if, You're both if, wrong because neither of you are me. Um, if, if a movie comes out and I don't go see it in the movies, but then I watch ten, it really exist? 10 other movies <laughs> and then I go back and watch that and then I think, hey, that's like those two other movies that I watched that came out after that movie but I saw before that movie. Okay, when you're introduced to somebody's grandmother, do you think that they're younger than than the people that you know that you've been friends with yes, for years? Yes, obviously I do. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am that retarded that someone's grandmother can be no, younger. Now you say retarded, <laughs> we say self-involved. <laughs> so my movie babies for this one. Sure. For Hateful Eight, Cabin in the Woods. I disagree. And Clue. Totally disagree. <laughs> Um, I think those are very good choices. Thank you. Why cabin in the woods? Likewise. Because it's set in a cabin near some trees. I really liked Clue. Because they can't escape? Uh, Because they don't escape. And and they're sort of all being picked off one by one in ways that aren't necessarily obvious or or predictable. Yeah. Yeah. And Clue, because it's just every new chapter, there's a new level to the the Mm. intricacy of of the story and and the the connections. Mm. What did you have, Alex? I had The Revenant. Because it was snowing, and <laughs> and they're in that sort of era. I had Home Alone because of the snow. No, <laughs> you, you joke. No, no, no. This is this is how you would pitch to a producer in a lift. Yeah, yeah. Literally, you've seen the Revenant. It's like, oh, Oscar. Yeah, I've seen Revenant. Yeah, what more yeah. You got? Snow. And if you've ever played the video game Red Dead Redemption, kids love or, video games. This is or marketable. Red Dead Redemption Two. There's lots of your producers sound like a muppet. <laughs> it's, it's the end yep. of the Wild West. It's probably in, that's about it. No, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, Zane just reminded me. He asked, "Why do I sound like a muppet?" The with the every time someone comes into the door in this movie and they're like. <gasps> You know, kick the door open, <laughs> kick the door open, get the hammer, get the nails, nail it. No, two boards, two boards. It reminded me of those, two, I can't remember the character's names, those two yes. old men Muppets yeah, that are on the yeah. balcony yelling. Yep. And every time I was like, this is great. So sorry, you just reminded me and I don't want to lose it. What were your babies though? Uh, so I had uh, a movie called Cube. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know Cube? Because that, that that's that's that is a valid opinion if you have seen the movie. It is it's a horror movie about these people trapped in like this complex of cube. interconnected cubes. Oh. Uh, and it's like it's kind of a sci-fi it's kind of version, maybe episode. like saw-ish, but not as not gory, like well, I mean, kind of. But yeah, and yeah. throughout the movie you keep uh either people reveal things about who they are as to why they're in here. And how they can help get out. Oh, like Saw 2. <laughs> or they discover new people or and or things change and people have been lying or people start remembering who they are because they were all drugged to get in here. Mm. Um, and then mix that with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, mm. The Revenant is also not 
a, a bad one if you're talking about that kind of period in Americana. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. I was, okay, I went just for setting. I actually went Red Dead Redemption 2 like Alex did, but that was my 0.5 of a note. My two movies, however, were I had, uh, it's been remade a couple of times. And I think they've adjusted the title, but the version I saw was called 12 Little Indians, the Agatha Christie novel. Everyone goes to this mansion and they're one by one picked off until you okay. find out who the killer is. Pluto. Uh, kind, kind of, but- specifically I think almost in time-wise as well, mine's set closer to the period that this film is set in. And I had Ocean's Eleven for like, you know, that that part of the movie where they always show how the heist is done? Yes. Just the last two chapters of this film. But I did the math and 12 Little Indians plus Ocean's Eleven actually comes out to 23, not eight. So (laughs) I'm not sure in the end how this works out, but if you add them all together, you get to 31. And I think we can all say that's a pretty bad hand for Blackjack. Yeah, but then you take the 15 grand that... The, the bounties are worth off the 23 of and you get back to eight. It's and fine. But if you take into account the 40 grand of the guitar that was destroyed, you're really, you're, you're <laughs> owing money now to the studio and that is a huge problem. Also the bounties are worth 18,000. So no. No, 10 and 15 and 50 for the brother. Oh yeah. Base level was 10. Well, that cancels out the guitar. For the gang members. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. eight for the, how many bodies did Sam Jackson have at the beginning of the film? Three. Three. Wow. Worth eight. Oh, eight. Together. Go, oh, that's that's pittance compared to the ten grand I ahead. Know, right? Oh, he's Yeah, what oh. a jerk. Do you guys want to talk about the good? Sure. No. <laughs> that's not what's next, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no, I thought I was doing it wrong. Mr. Day, I'm gonna read it to you. It's got any sports in it. Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love. Miracles. TVs are better. TVs are better than whatever we were talking about. Um, so what, what, what to plot, not tweets, sweets? Plot the, synopsis tweets. Yep. Yeah. So if you're also new to the show, once again, uh, someone else do this part. <laughs> <laughs> the entrance is dreary. No, explain the There's weather doing. inside. The only thing on the menu is stew and the coffee has a bite. But if you think it couldn't get worse... You're sadly mistaken. Hashtag hotel hell. I can't even appreciate what you did because I'm it's s- self-explanatory. Sid. Is it? Yes. Okay. Alex, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Wait, Zane, you go instead. <laughs> Why? He gave me a treat. He asked him. I, I feel to like you're punishing me for something. No. Yes. You go, Seb. Okay. Eight or nine people spend a cold night in a cabin needlessly thinking about how they can survive for the next two or three days. There's a ninth person under the floor. Boo, film cheated itself. <laughs> I got given a look. Sorry, that was off. No, yeah. I, I completely agree. But there, they're all like, how do we survive for two or three days? And you know what? It's very pointless. You don't survive t- four hours. So <laughs> the end of that plot tweet. Nops. Eat. Good. Would you? Alex? Do you want me to go? Uh, Zane, actually. Why? Alex keeps asking me. Why so I'm are take- you forcing- he said, do you want him to? Oh, yes, Alex, I want you to go. I mean, people okay, people are like, yep. do you mind if I do this? The assumption is you're going to say, no, of course. So he's asking. So instead of taking the other option, being like, actually, I would prefer this other thing. I i don't actually care, but I may as well make you, you asked. So, I may so as what well you're saying you, so. is you prefer me to Alex. No, not at all. But I normally would just be like, yeah, whatever. But this time I'm going to be like, you know what? I will take the other kind of off the table option, but it's still on the table. You so know, so Alex, like, if you if you want a duel with Seb, I will happily be your second. Okay. Why is anyone dueling me? Oh, now, I you, love you? tuning into movie review podcast <laughs> and listening to people discuss the order in which they're going to go. 
This is ninety percent no, no, of the not, show. I'm, I'm not. I'm not interested in content. I want. I. I want to know how they how they arrived at the exact order they were going to speak it's in. It's all on mic. We don't do any. We don't actually have team meetings before or after the show. In fact, this is it. Welcome to the team meeting, listener. Yep. So anyway, Zane, what was your uh, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't like the snow, the movie. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, pretty accurate. <laughs> Alex? And now for what actually happened. Yeah, that, that, um, that's why I thought you, I want to say that's why I thought it should go last because it will actually be a good summation of the film. <clears throat> All these people make it to a shack in a, in a, on a mountain in the snow. They then shoot each other and everyone just about dies. Hashtag it's always funny shooting someone in the balls. That is true. I've read that actually. Did you giggle when it happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did giggle at that point. Really? Yeah. I I was more like, wait, who was that? Like, because I, I saw his face, like, there's a really familiar looking guy. Because it was only really quickly. It was funny because he was he just like went on like this whole thing about a guy sucking his dingus, and then he got shot oh. in the dingus. It was funny. It's true. It was like, ha ha ha. No, for me, it was like this film. This scene's really tense, and then something that I wasn't waiting for. Did the did the tension break rather than something I was? Maybe waiting we for. should talk about this no. in the actual no, parts yeah. where we talk about this. No. Let's talk about the bad. No, it's the good. The we don't always have to talk about the good. We first. have sound bites that say otherwise. <laughs> Go ahead, make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. Talking about the good, I assume I didn't hear the song that played before this. Also, it's not a song. Who wants to go first? It's good. This, <laughs> but I, 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 I was working on that. Go on, Ryan. <laughs> I was um, like, uh, the story is very intricate. And maybe in the hands of another director, going off on these tangents and having stories that don't make it to the to the to the final scene that mm. have nothing to do with with anything that happens in the in, in the final chapter wouldn't have been as good but Tarantino my god what a storyteller just dialogue for days and you don't care and i'm just captivated <coughs> just listening to it i want some of us do <laughs> <laughs> some of us mm. Well, Their opinions matter less. <laughs> I was saying because mm, I watched this. In an equal society, yes. In a medieval society? In, a, in mm. an equal society. Oh, so yes. not a medieval society. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely okay. not. Um, I was looking at this with my partner and I said, that I understood this film as it's a bottle episode in a TV show. People are locked in one space and they're dealing with each other. I think we're doing this as a segment potentially next year in our schedule. Yeah, the, the like, one, one room films. Yeah, yeah. and that, that was my assumption going into this film and it hit the point where I paused it because we were streaming it through, I think it was on Stan in a, for the Australian listeners. It is available on Stan. And I was like, we are 40 minutes in or 35 minutes or whatever it is and we are still in the carriage on the way yeah. to the cabin. I was like, yeah. this, is a ta- this is so Tarantino. Like the movie is all about but it's what good, happens here. Yeah. But let's take it almost an hour to get there. Or whatever, 40 minutes, whatever it you was. You know what? I really wish we were doing Django right now. We should have been. Well, we should have technically been doing Django. I like think you're a completionist. I actually <laughs> like that film. Okay, we'll we'll get to the bad section soon enough. Yeah, I know, but it's because just, I know, but it's not soon enough. No, no, no. I mean, not. there are only so many ways you can say Tarantino is fantastic before it gets boring. Mm. I think we've already done that enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, great use of tension building in this film. I had a, I, I love these ones where you don't know who's going to do what and stuff yeah. and. Yeah, and and who is involved with whoever? I mean, there's there are lots of relationships that become revealed, mm. 
And yeah, most of them don't really play into anything, but it's still good for the character development. And I was just captivated learning. Just, yeah. just sitting there listening mm. to the listening to the story unfold and listening to other to well, other people's that's histories. That's the thing. Like dialogue is one thing, well written dialogue, but also well performed dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson's uh, monologue story is amazing, but also the Hangman's uh, little speeches are yeah. really interesting and funny. Um, and well performed, and bloody well performed. Super well performed. Domagu, I think, is the most underrated character in this film i think she while she is silent most of the time her her interjections and but also her reactions to what's yeah. going on in the room um and i don't know how much of that was scripted and how much of that was the actress uh but also was great so i i there are parts of this movie that detract from the overall thing, and I think we'll, I do have things to talk about in the bad of this yeah. movie, unlike mm-hmm. some of Tarantino's other movies where I think even the bad things add something to the movie. I think the bad things in this movie do detract from the good a little bit. Yeah. Um, but overall, dialogue is great, the story is great, and the performances are wonderful. I'm trying to remember when... With the exception of Madsen and uh, Channing Tatum, oh, yeah. I will say, yeah. Yeah. With um okay towards the be- oh, the beginning of when they get into the cabin when the four at that point main characters go to the side and Kurt Russell's like you know I don't trust these people yeah. blah 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 and um is it what's Don McGue's first name is it Daisy Daisy yeah Daisy Don McGue does she say because she's saying it kind of like she's joking but does she say that one of them is working with her or all of them are working with her? No, uh, Kurt, she, uh, sorry, Ruth get, gets that conclusion on his own. No, no, she says during the scene where she, he's, they're, they're kind of off to the side before they go and do the thing where they get each other, get all the guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, she makes the comment to him when being accused, you're right, one of these people is with me. Or does she say all of them? Because I'm curious if I she literally that. gave away the plot. No, and I didn't, didn't think so. I, I, I honestly, I think she... What? She said it in a mocking tone. Oh, yes, but did she yeah. say all or one? one. Okay, one, that's yeah. why I was curious if she had, you, you go back and hear her mocking them, but it's like right. actually she's revealed the game of the movie. I was curious if it was one of those kinds of things or. No, I didn't pick up on that. I, I thought she was just mm. being snarky and sarcastic. Yeah. I should have brought up uh, for Movie Babies, Murder on the Orient Express for the whole, yeah. the yeah. reveal of who's actually in on what's happening here. Yeah. Would have been a bit better, but yeah. Still haven't seen that. Well, I will stop it there so you don't ruin it for oh, you. The I, new I, one's I, not terrible, I'll say. I, I know. Well, the I, did, story. I didn't. I didn't actually tell him. I know Do the you, story. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's one Agatha of the most fa- yeah. fa- famous uh, murder mysteries. <laughs> the new one's not bad though. With um, hmm. who's the other plays Gildry Lockhart again? What's his name? Uh, Kenneth Branagh plays the detective. He's pretty good. Who's he in the Hateful Eight? Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. This is a test, and he's no one. Oh, is that because he's not in it? Yeah. And we shouldn't be talking about him. Oh, you <laughs> criticize me for not sharing film knowledge, and here I am telling you an actor's performance yeah. in a good movie. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. It's not. Mm. I've, 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 mm. I've, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I've, said, I've said before on other, on other Tarantino reviews we've done is that he has a very distinct visual style and he puts a lot of effort into making sure that it comes across Kill Bill. It's mm. um, very obviously inspired by the. Uh, but the whistle? Yeah. You know, the whistle song. Yeah. 
It's not every right, time. But he, that's what he's referring <laughs> to. But every in, time no. I think of Kill Bill, that's all I hear. I but hear that whistle and I think of Juice Bigelow, European gigolo, because <laughs> the serial, the killer in that movie does, does that whistle. But sorry, as you were saying, Andrew. in in Hateful Eight, despite it being beautifully shot, I didn't get any sort of feel for it. Like it was like like he was trying for a particular. Style. He was just shooting a, a, a beautiful film. Um, no, it was, I, I was I very Western. Like mm. you, all the Western tropes were there. Long takes were a lot of this. A lot long of the takes, dialogue. Just um, leave the camera and still and then do yeah. thing. No, and, 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 and all that put together, the long takes, the not not a particular in um, art house style of, of, of filmmaking. Yeah. That this could have been a very successful play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't so much like I said before. Like it wasn't as homage to other film yeah. styles as Tarantino usually yeah. is. Like this is, he's really picked something and like drilled down on it to make this film. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is one of the absolute staples of Western films, having a lot of the long takes to build up the tension of course. and then build up to that moment where it snaps and you get a lot of quick takes here and there. Yeah. It's, we covered it at university. It's like, cause it's specific. I mean, other genres will make use of it, but it's a very, almost genre specific technique that you'll find in <laughs> in all Westerns when it yeah. comes to the like the classics, the good, the bad, well, and the ugly. And Ooh, what about yeah. spaghetti Westerns? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I know you're joking, but absolutely. Yes. Good. Yeah. But, but where good. all his other films um, draw their power from the visuals um, and, and pop fiction from the, from that uh, disjointed storytelling. That's certainly where, where it's most powerful. This one, the power is in the script. Yeah. Hateful Eight has draws its power entirely from the script. How did you guys mm. feel about this? I like this because it gave me a genuine chuckle because I thought, oh my God, this movie just turned its, itself into a little, like a real, it did a 180 into fun for me. When the narrator <laughs> came into halfway through the it. movie, you did? I hated that. Yeah, it ruined the tone. For me, oh, I was yes. like, okay, this is a big change in tone for the film. But for me, it was like, oh, okay, that's for me very Tarantino having like this right. fuck your genre sort of attitude to it all. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. And it went away after that one chapter from memory. I don't think it came back. It comes back at the end. Oh when, yeah, you know, it did. With the wrap up. Yeah. But I enjoyed it because it was like, uh, of course he couldn't just leave enough alone. Like he no. had to put his own personal spin on the genre. Cause I thought this, this was just pretty much a straight Western with maybe a bit more swearing yeah. in it. That's it. Yeah. So we well, say his fingerprints are all over it, but Compared to some of his films, not as much. Not as much. It's really it's, held back for him. It's more subtle. It's yeah. it's a, it's a subtle Tarantino. Like when the when the Mexican gets his head just clean blown off, that was the moment. Me and the person watching this turn to them like, okay, there it is. Like because we're waiting Tarantino. for that over the tops, you know, Tarantino violence. I mean, we get one of them, and yeah. So I thought comparatively to his other work, it was very restrained, which is a good thing because when the narrator came up for me, it was an honest to god chuckle because it was so different to the rest of the film. Didn't like it. And really? if nobody has any more good things to say, let's move on to the No, Boo Earns. No? Who? Boo Earns. Who Boo Earns? I Boo Earns. I Boo Earns at you. What? Yes. <laughs> um, what just <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> <laughs> it means there's more good to talk about. I want to talk about there's, there's some good stuff still. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Go for it. <laughs> Walton Goggins. How good is he? He's good. He's really I, good. I, the performance is really good. I love that he can turn his character from being this just imp- petulant racist character. And at the end you are fully siding with him because he's like, out of all the horrible people in the room, he is somehow not the monster. And he starts off being that controversial, deep Southern, I hate black people, horrible human being to like, you are the nicest person in this room. (laughs) And you have, to be fair, I mean, even after you get the reveal of how much the old man you going into the situation, like Walton Goggins comes out 
effectively with his hands fully washed of the situation because yeah. he was, yeah. And him being able to pull that off as, I mean, every character in this film is bad except for the people that get murdered to open up this house for them to use what they want to do. So the original people that ran the shop, them excluded, all of the mains in this film are terrible people, every one of them. But he comes out the nicest. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Who would you say was not a terrible person? Bounty hunters aren't bad by by just the nature of what they do. It's it's a violent job, but they. I thought with Kurt Russell's character cleaning up the streets. Yeah, with Kurt Russell's character, I thought he was going to be like our good protagonist up until just the amount that he was beating on Daisy and the black eye. I felt like we were being fed imagery of we're giving a lot of symbolism here for a man beating a woman. Like yeah, that's blatantly what is, I thought no, that was our idea to say he's not clean. But in the, but in the, in the logic of the, of the film and, and, the, and the character, she's not really a good deserving person in his eyes. No, not at all. And yeah. she's about to be hanged as far as he's concerned. She's meat. But then but he sends off his, the, the carriage coach into the cold and that almost kills him twice. So I thought he was. Cause he drew the short straw. He drew, He told him. Twice. <laughs> he ordered him to do it. The first time with the guns he did, but then with burying the bodies, the narrator says he drew the short straw. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. My great narrator. But no, I just thought Walton Doggins did a really good character turn of yeah. going from horrible human to <coughs> most decent human in the film. Honestly, I think he had the easiest job, though, because he had that, that really strong, goofy character into mm. this really – into into that turn. Like, I – but that I think is a much easier thing to do as an actor, as opposed to um, Ruth, who plays this very subtle, nuanced kind of role the whole way through. He doesn't have a big switch moment. He's definitely like I. I would agree that he's probably the antagonist of the film because he, antagonist or protagonist? Antagonist. My guy. No. Ruth. Oh, sorry. I think it was about Walton. I was like, no, 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 no. Okay, no. Yeah, Ruth sorry. is yeah. the antagonist of the film because he is making the problems. He's coming in and saying, this is how things are going to be. And if any of you don't agree with me, I've got a gun and I'm not afraid to use it. Yeah. Uh, but I think, so I, I think while Goggins is a very entertaining character and is very well done, I don't think that it's the best performance in the film. I think even Domagu is a more interesting character and, uh, and, um, portrayal than Goggins. I should rephrase. I don't think it was the best performance either. I think he was the best character. He's the character I enjoyed the most because he had the of most growth. Of course he would because he's sassy and a dick. <laughs> Goggins? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and I also, to credit the writing, I did appreciate when he was having that bit where he was being tempted to kill off Samuel L. Jackson's character. He's like, but they actually, every little bit mattered. Like, no, you almost let me literally drink myself to death. Fuck yeah. you. And it was like, good. That's, you're, you're acknowledging saying you wrote the story. You're not just skipping it because it's inconvenient. <laughs> good on you, mate. So Tarantino gets a small tick from me. Oh, very me. Good. Oh, good. I'm sure he'll appreciate the yeah. small tick. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, Shall yeah. we go on to the bad? I guess uh, so. Uh, oh, what, you have good? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. I liked the set design. It was a great cabin, wasn't it? It, Like from playing Red Dead, which is the only sort of period game that I've ever really played, um, and the amount of detail that they, I know that they've put into that game, you walk into some some cabins and some houses in this game and it looked exactly the same. Like the the layout of it, it's just an open room, a bed like in the middle, 
everything just like sort of mm. around the outside. They couldn't afford yeah. walls. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Walls are like expensive. Internal walls, no less. What an extravagance. It's, uh, yeah, so I really I really liked that. Yeah, this film is a big, like a stated influence for them in their design of that game. Yeah. Like they, you can even tell that the, the pacing of that game is so yeah. slow and drawn out. And where do yeah. you think this comes from? It's this film, like 40 minutes in a carriage, you know? <laughs> But, yeah. but it's good storytelling. No, I'm not. This is not discrediting. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is. I'm actually on. I'm on topic for once. This is the good. <laughs> <laughs> but are we on the bad now? Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen, and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. So bad. <sighs> I have nothing to say here. I really enjoyed this film. Michael Madsen and Channing Tatum really let it down. The, the Michael supporting Madsen, players. Yeah. Michael yeah. Madsen was Joe Cage. I liked him. What are you no, talking he, about? He was awful. He, he really he stuck was out. Yeah. He stuck out as someone who didn't belong in this setting, as did Channing Tatum, as did New Zealand Girl. Like, I love New Zealand Girl, but she yeah. did had no business being in this movie in the yeah, role no. that she was in. I, am, I, I thought Tatum was there because Tarantino always pulls celebrities and kills them off. Like that's why I expected him Maybe. to die exactly the way that he did because it was him. I mean, it was but a good decision to keep him, you know, in only 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. John and Cage I don't, though, I don't really. that Tatum was there. I just think he did a poor job. Uh, and yeah, and even John Gage, like at the, the moment he was in there, he was, I, he just he was felt playing, like from Kill Bill. He was, yeah. I was just about to say that he was playing the same character from Kill Bill and it didn't work here. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it. It just didn't work. I mean, you oh, needed that wow. character to be a loose cannon, and I never feared him. I, I, I think I he only ever felt petulant to me, and I knew what was he was trying to get across, and it just never reached that kind of like this guy could explode at any moment because he doesn't like authority. But it looked like he was bored <laughs> giving I, the performance. Yeah, I took him as did. the third man. So we got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, we got the good no, guy, the bad there. guy, and the third party. I took him as the mysterious third party that you don't know no, who he's going to side with. I'm and not, I love I'm, that. I'm not criticizing the character. It's the performance. Right. It was oh, just okay. such a, such a, yeah. such a lazy performance. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, when you have, I'll leave it. I disagree. I thought it was great. When but, you have yeah. Kurt Russell and Sam L. Jackson against you, you need to up your game. And <laughs> I did not feel it. I'm kind of yeah. surprised that Tarantino didn't flag it or maybe yeah. he did. And it was too late to change things. I will say the one actor I could have replaced him with would have been Benicio del Toro. But I think that may have been a bit eh. too heavy-handed as well, because then he'll stick out. Then you have him in the Mexican character. You can't yeah. you can't understand two. Uh, you can't understand a quarter <laughs> of the movie. But yeah, I disagree. But fine. I mean, I yeah. like I like Madsen. I've liked Madsen in Tarantino's other stuff, but in this one, that he just did not fit the tone. And I don't know. I don't know. I I can't. Being that everyone else was really good at buying into this tone and adding into the film, I can only put it on Madsen and not Tarantino yeah. um, for the performance. I genuinely wanted to see more of him. I thought he disappeared for half the movie. Right? No, he could have been in less and I and think it that been better. might be because Tarantino Cut him. Yeah. wasn't feeling it. Who poisoned yeah. the coffee? I know this is off topic, but who did in the end? Do we know? I mean, obviously we know it was a team effort, but do you know who actually physically poisoned the coffee? It was Joe Gage, wasn't it? It was someone with black gloves and they all had black gloves except for Sam. Well, then it would have been the hangman. Well, yeah, he's one Pete, of the Pete uh, Hillcox. It could have been him. Could have been the Mex. Oh, the Mexican yeah. was playing the piano. So him, Gage. Yeah. It was just those two. Just yeah, those just two left. Those two, yeah. Oh, yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious if it was. Yeah, because it never yeah. come came up. But in the end, you it's revealed it doesn't really matter because yeah, it could it. be either. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
qualms that I had, the length. Yeah. I legitimately oh, hi, how'd, you go? how'd you get in here? Legitimately <laughs> wasn't interested until um the chapter after the um poisoning. Seriously? Yeah. You See, that's when it started to drop off for me. Yeah. Like, I love that first chapter. I just couldn't. The first not three. Yeah. The first three are great. I just couldn't care. Like I the the whole like uh, in the carriage, I was like, yeah, this could have been ten minutes, but it's forty minutes of the movie. Okay, mm. and then that the first part of being in the cabin and they just talking and it's just so like what, it's very dialogue heavy and yeah. for something that was in one cabin and a little bit outside. There wasn't like a lot visually going on. Like there were little details here and there, but like when I'm watching a movie, I'm I want something to happen, and it was a lot of talking that I didn't care about. Can you pinpoint why you didn't like it? Because I wasn't I, I engaged was... in the story, like the um. Okay, maybe maybe it was just because of the just... performances that I was completely on board, and I just wanted to hear them talk more about you know how they knew each other. Uh, about uh, what they were, what they were prepared to reveal to each other, and how that changed as their relationship moved on. See, okay, yeah. with with me, I got really invested in the Samuel Jackson was a, effectively trying to uncover a bit of a mystery throughout this film. Like he's, he's he sets up like he does not trust the Mexican character. He's got a lot of reasons, but he's not accusing him. And there's this little bit where he spots a, a jelly bean on the ground and yeah. he looks up and he notices a jar's missing. Yeah. And it's just building up this little like, so for me in the moments where I dropped off in attentiveness, I just started trying to work out if I could see anything else there that would help me in on to try and follow the mystery that he was following. Well, but if I didn't have that through line for me. My opinion on this is that the reason that the opening in the carriage is so long is because ev- everything that happens at the haberdashery is happening while mm. so nothing happens before the movie starts everything is happening after the movie starts and so you have this 40 minutes there to allow 40 minutes for things to take place mm. in the haberdashery when it's clear that a blizzard's coming in they're not going to be able to set up any sort of ambush they need to settle in here yep um so i think that like like what you were saying that yeah, I, I can I can see what you're saying, Alex. Like, if you don't buy in, then there's nothing else happening in that first chapter that is yeah. going to get you mm. in, and yeah. you you're gonna wait for a chapter break for something else to come in and grab you. So I can see that that would be very frustrating. It was, yeah. Uh, um, I say my mind wandered as well, though. So for me, parts did drag on, yeah. But because I was invested in a specific other part of the film, which was. Narratively, I just figured Samuel Jackson was, was correctly onto something. So my game was, mm. can I work it out before he does? But if that wasn't there, in those parts that would have dragged, I would have been kind of annoyed too, but I was able to entertain myself. See, I, I don't watch movies in the same way that you do. Like yeah. I, uh, There was a while there where I was like, oh, I need to get on, on board with this. Like I, I want to figure out where the story is going before the story tells me, which from my observation, that's how you – watch movies like you're so I watch this movie at you, least yeah uh, you do it with a lot of movies yeah probably <laughs> um you're always like oh yeah i picked that like in the first act or yep. like i knew where this movie was going at this point and i'm like i just watched it and it told me mm. i'm like yeah that was that was good or that was not good i can't help um, it i'm like why why did they, they take so much film ex- what even yeah. that i'm like why is there like, a jelly bean on the ground and why do they focus in on that how could that possibly play into anything 
am I am I an idiot? Did I miss it? I'm better than <laughs> yeah. you, movie. I'm a lost. <laughs> okay, it, like, yeah, invested like that. It's it's stuff like that where I'm like, oh yeah, I, if I was invested and like interested more in what was going on, the story that was being told, sure, like yeah, okay, oh jelly bean, okay, oh jar missing, okay, what does that mean? Where's this going? Well, even as um, in, even, why you know why did are they focusing in on that packet of cigarettes or you well, whatever? Mm. Like some of it from watching the other Tarantino movies, he does like the you, the zoom in on the cup and it goes up to the lips and they take a drink. But does that mean anything in that film? It didn't. And um, what's the one? Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Yeah. It that. Yeah, nothing. It was just it was a just, stylized thing there. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I would, there's there's bits like that where in a Tarantino film it could mean something or it could not. So I was like, yeah. I don't know if it does or it doesn't, and doesn't interest me either way. Yeah. Like, on that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just couldn't get on board. Like, it's kind of it's not what you're getting at, but Tarantino, like, that is one of his strengths. Are like, he can take a trope and either use the trope and acknowledge I'm using a conventional trope, or you know. The, you know, I'm going to kill my main characters halfway through the film because, like in Death Race, for example, like yeah. that, that's not a thing you would normally do. It's a swerve. So he can, he takes death it proof, and either decides, oh, sorry. Yeah. Death, death, death Race is a much better movie. Um, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to press stop right here and punch you in the face a couple of times. <laughs> it's Jason Statham playing Frankenstein. Oh God. You're even talking about the remake. Yeah, of course I am. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've lost my point now because Zane threatened violence and I'm a, I'm a liberal. So I'm offended. <laughs> you vote liberal, do you? Uh, no, I liberal in the in the general sense, not in the Australian party sense. Um, Shall we go on to the verdict? I think so. Yeah. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! This was a movie, but was it a good movie, a bad movie, or a cat? I'm going to spoil something for you. This movie was a cat. I thought uh, the halfway through it, I was like, there's a lot of there's a lot of cat hints here. No wonder I was sneezing so much. The normal audience mm. wouldn't like I mean like your typical stupid audience would be like, I bet this is a film. No, no, no. <laughs> Cat. Cat. Mm. Yeah, no. So I'm, I am I said it at the very start of the year when we started doing Tarantino. Every Tarantino film is in my top 10 films of all time. If I'm talking about an actual top 10, I need to discount Tarantino to get any other films in there. This is a good film. It's not my favorite. Can I guess Tarantino. what number it falls at? Sure. Is it number eight? No, I think I prefer oh. this to Pulp Fiction. I'm done. I'm done. That was my one guess. I retire. <laughs> Have a good podcast life without me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Bye. <laughs> I, I do think it's a very strong film. I don't think it, it is his strongest, but it is a very strong contender for uh, his most conventional film. And I think he's done a really good job of, creating something that is totally unlike most of his other stuff. Strong recommend from me. And I think whenever I want to be inspired um, to listen to a thoroughly deep and, and sophisticated story, 
I will I will stick this on and even even just to listen to it um, walking play mm. playing the background because you don't necessarily have to have to watch it when you know where the story is going just to listen to it and just to listen to the dialogue I I think that'll be that'll be fantastic to do that again I love it strong recommend absolutely yeah. I I loved it I agree. I love this film. I definitely recommend it. I think I'd have to wait a little bit till I could watch it again, maybe six months in saying that, but I couldn't do it again immediately. A, just because it's such a long film and I don't have that time in my life. Hey, there's but also, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, but also just because it's it wasn't a heavy, heavy film for me. Like it's not like it's weighted on me and it's like, oh, I just can't digest that again. But I also just think I'd appreciate it more given more time. I think if I watched it you know, again next week, I would probably dislike it a bit more than I do right now. But yeah, that's a good time. And it's probably one of the better Samuel Jackson performances you're going to get, which says a lot because he's in literally a hundred billion films. Don't, <laughs> do not fact check me. Yeah, but most of those films are not great. Yes, except for Snakes in a Plane, which you can all agree is the epitome that every film tries to reach, but they always fall Alex, short. do you have an opinion? I do. Um, I'm not going to recommend this film. I feel like if the same product came from some unknown director, writer, I don't think we'd all be masturbating into their laps. So I wait, do people like it when you do that? It just, it feels like you you've seen the film and you're just masturbating away to it because it's Tarantino. That's what I'm trying to say. No, yeah. sir. <laughs> that not because it's Tarantino. Definitely it's- how it came across. <laughs> Very well. It just, um, if Tarantino wasn't involved in it and it was the exact same film, I don't think we would all be going, yeah, I love that three-hour, 40-minute movie. That, that being said, I love and True Grit, uh, which was like, a, 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 a hark back to classical westerns. And I think I said one of the worst films we've ever watched ever was Jackie <laughs> Brown. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's also, just- also false. <laughs> oh, not false. Terrible <laughs> film. Don't watch it. So bored. No. Needs more- Needs the guy nothing that plays more. Hercules did a great from the job. original series. Jason Sorbo is that the right guy. I'm going to look it up while someone else does something. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's a no from me. That's a real shame. Yeah, Sorbo. That, that is a genuine yeah. shame because I, I, I mean, I was captivated, and maybe it's Kevin Sorbo. Kevin yeah, Sorbo is Hercules, not Jason. Who <laughs> <laughs> this joker yeah. making up names? Do you, do you generally like films where there's a lot of talking? Mm, comedies, yeah. No, no, I mean, not there. No, no pratfalls, no visual things going on. It's just people sitting in a room and talking. Do you generally dislike oh, film no, films I, like that? I even hate listening to podcasts. So no, okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. So I don't. I, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think I, of the more talky film that we've done on this show, but I can't. Uh, That's not a Tarantino. There haven't been a lot. Yeah, we had driving mistakes, but that was also you. You liked it from memory, but it's also not that long of a film. This is a, almost three hours of I just liked talking it for. a bit and we had a massive fight i didn't like it no yeah that, that's what i'm saying <laughs> there, there was this whole thing where uh i was siding with zane because you didn't like it because it was a terrible film agreed yeah <laughs> i was doing it as a bit and then we had like a big fight in the um, thing like people's opinions boo, so, yeah. yeah okay but what's a what's a talkie film that we've actually done i'm just curious are you Next year, do August Osage County. No, oh, no. we've done the schedule up and there's no room for terrible movies in it. Um, also, oh, it's not a terrible movie. It's just a talking movie. <laughs> so, uh, so we're not doing the DC films next year? No, no, they're all skipped. Uh, okay, you like cool. Boston Legal, for example, though. It's all That's all a good version of how talking can be done very interestingly. Exactly, but that's also comedy. It's true. True. It's like I, I like 
Yeah. The, like, I, I, maybe it's just like the dramatic thing, which is going to be very confusing when we get to, uh, or if you have already listened to uh, the variety hour for the preview that I went and saw. Yeah, um, that was last week. Yep. Yeah, but I'll explain myself in that. But you w- would have already listened to or go and listen to now. <laughs> yeah, go back in time, human. Um, or just a little bit back on your podcast feed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's going to be there. <laughs> but if you went back in time, you could hear it live. Uh, or close to live. Okay, so uh, Contest of Champions, the title I'm stealing from the Marvel the Marvel uh, video game series and comic series. Going to use it right now. Who's fighting um, Queenie? Queenie. From Fantastic Queenie. Beasts. Mm. Who's fighting Queenie from Fantastic Beasts? I'm going to put her up against Ruth. Because he's the one who's willing to hit a girl. Okay. Sure. Okay. I do enjoy Queenie's Kurt Russell. Yeah. Also dead. Hands down. Queenie is going to win unless, and now hear me out, he shoots her. Because I haven't seen a wizard block a bullet yet. And under your logic, that um, doesn't matter that we haven't seen it attempted yet either. Because it doesn't matter. We can just make shit up. And he's uh, pretty good at a gun. I'm still going to say she'll put up a Protego. And it'll like disintegrate. A potato ain't gonna block a bullet, mate. Also, I'm pretty sure a wizard could survive pretty well in a blizzard. So all she needs to do is like wreck the house. Yeah, but why would she want to? Because she, it's her she, or him. She could wreck the house. He would die in the cold, and then she'd go reparo, and then she'd have a house. Or she could give it a chicken working legs. door because <laughs> she would have repaired it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or she, she could it. open a portal to a parallel universe yeah. where there's no <laughs> storm. Where they didn't do the brain dance. I'm not going to argue because my dream right now is when it comes to end of December, Aquaman is going to beat the shit out of whatever shitty person you guys let win. So it's fine. <laughs> I will I will take that challenge or maybe I'll let Black Manta do it. If you can have a man with a giant helmet shooting a laser beam at her to death. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You, yep. you know it's a table vote though. <laughs> yeah, but I can't wait to get behind Arthur Curry, the most delicious superhero. Uh, just <laughs> wish she was blonde in the film. Yeah, but he, yeah, I wish too. Yeah. And yep. like, I don't know. The, the, some of the stuff I've seen, he's actually wearing like they've colored correctly his um, costume back, like the green and the orange yeah. and a bit of gold in it. So I'm hoping they're going to lean a bit more into that because it looks pretty good. Hooray. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash second take podcast. Or if you want to check out some pictures we take on Instagram, it's at second take podcast. What's your favorite picture on there, Alex? Me at the preview that I did the other week. I haven't uploaded that yet. Hopefully I do before you say that. I uploaded it to Facebook, not to Instagram. <sighs> Tweet us at second take TNC. Or we have a website. It's pretty good. It's got stuff on it. Uh, SecondTakePodcast.com. You can go there with like a computer and the internet. Or uh, you can talk to us. We have an email account. SecondTakePodcast at gmail.com. We stop are sending us nudes. Start and then stop or don't start at all. There you go. Um, you know that You know that over 80% of our listenership is male, right? That's fine. Uh, it's 2018. I can say no to any nudes. doesn't have to be male or female. Oh, I'm just interested yeah, that you're same. telling the men to start sending you nudes. I'm just wanted to hear from people and no, <laughs> and their dicks uh, and their dicks. Um, no, we are pretty responsive there. We've had some people send through like requests and stuff and, you know, we humor everything that we can do. It just depends on the schedule, but we are open to chatting. If there's anything you guys are particularly interested in. And I mean, as always, especially nerds, especially nerds. Yep. So how do you actually, how do we sign off? Do we just, bye. That's it. Yeah. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.